in our days. Hallelujah. Oh, are you in church? So, it is very, very important that as a church, we give attention to eschatology. Hallelujah. There are so many reasons why people don't study eschatology. And the reason why the teaching of eschatology today is not allowed in the church is because, one, people don't have the right knowledge. Number two, it's also because there is all kinds of false teachings about eschatology. Number three, also because some eschatological prophets have moved to predicting and they predict that I mean, Jesus will come this particular year, they will come that particular year. And ladies and gentlemen, the truth of the matter is that most of them were not wrong, but when it comes to the timing of God, because we are under the dispensation of grace, God decides sometimes to shift the days forward. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here? He decides sometimes to shift the days forward, to, see, to, to shift the years ahead, so that he can give us a period of grace to amend our ways. I pray for you that this year you will amend your ways. Amen. So understand that in the study of eschatology, Israel is the time clock of God. Israel is the time clock of God. Hallelujah. Well, let me diverse and say that very soon we have started wearing our nose masks. Amen. Because our president has given an order and as law-abiding citizens, we have to remember that this place is not for us. Amen. So if they come and they close down the place, it will affect the man also. Hallelujah. So we have started putting on our nose mask. So make sure that when you are coming to church, you come with your nose mask. Somebody shout glory. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Genesis 12 verse 1. If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say help me, Jesus. Today, oh, all right. Who is reading for me? Genesis 12, verse 1. Genesis, Genesis 12, verse 1. Go ahead. Now the, Lord, now the Lord had said unto Abraham. So the Lord has said to Abraham. Get uh, thee out of thy country. Get thee out of your country. And from thy kindred. And from thy kindred. And from thy father's house. To the, from thy father's house. Go unto ahead. a land that I will show thee. Go ahead. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, bless thee. And, make, and make thy name great. Make your name great. Go and ahead. thou shalt be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will bless thee. I will bless them that bless thee. Go ahead. And curse him that curseth thee. All right, go to verse 2 again. Read verse 2 once again. Are you, are you in church? How many of you have Bibles in this house? Let me see your Bible. Lift up your Bible. Let me see. Please. It's an error. You can't be a church worker. Read where's your Bible? You went to work and so what? Please, you can't be a church worker. You don't come to church with your Bible. Are you here with me? This year, we are not joking in this house. Yes. Amen. Amen. So please make sure you get a hard copy Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Go ahead. And I will make thee a great nation. And I'll make thee a great nation. I'll make thee a great nation. nation. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the promise that God gave to Abraham. And this was the promise about the coming of Israel. Now, Genesis 15, verse 18. Genesis 15, verse 18. We are going to read a lot of scriptures. In fact, this topic is a whole lot, but I pray that we'll be able to finish. Not today, anyway. Genesis 15, verse 18. Genesis 15, verse 18. Uh -huh. And the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Genesis 15, verse 18. Uh -huh. And the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river 
the river Euphrates. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. Isaiah 9 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 8. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. Isaiah 9 verse 8. Are you there? Isaiah 9 verse 8. Go ahead. The Lord said, the Lord said to, the Lord said a word unto Jacob. The Lord sent a word unto, unto Jacob. Jacob. Go ahead. And it had lightened up Israel. Now, this word has lightened unto Israel. Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. The, words, the Lord sent a word unto one man, Jacob, but that word has manifested into a nation. Amen. Amen. Now, understand that after the, man, the fall of man, God has put in the, the whole earth into a reset setting. Now, so this whole world is going through a period of restoration. Because the processes, the, the, the programmings of God have been tempered with by sin. So right from Genesis chapter 3, that is after the fall of man, I mean throughout the Old Testament to the coming of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, God was on a restoration program. Now God was, had an agenda and his agenda was to restore man to his original state that is where man and God will have fellowship in the garden of Eden where there is no sin, there is no obstruction whatsoever. Why? Because man in actuality was made to be a house for God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Now, in as much as sin has entered the world, God had a plan. And his plan was that he would choose a people, he would single them out, he will make them unique. They will be his people. He will be their God. They will be his nation. He will be their king. He will be their judge. He will be their lawgiver. And God had an intention that he will single this nation out. And then he will make them, uh, he will give them laws. Of, uh, he will give them laws. He will give them rules and regulations. And so that there will not be a people that are, let me say, socialized by the systems of this world, but there will be a people that are separated unto God so that their mindset is about God, their way of life is about God, their language is about God, and then through them, God will establish his kingdom here on earth as he decided to do with Adam before the fall of man. Are you following? Yes. So God called Abraham, and then he chose Abraham, to be a father of this movement. Now, out of Abraham, we have Isaac, who is the seed or the child of promise. Out of Isaac, we have what? Jacob. And out of Jacob, we have the 12 tribes of Israel because Jacob had 12 sons. Are here with me? And one daughter. Now, all the sons, which are the 12, they represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And so by that, God decided to form a nation unto himself. Somebody shout glory. glory. Now understand that just as God chose Israel as his purpose or um, let me say as the ideal people for the manifestation of his, this great agenda in these last days. Understand that, uh, let me say, in these last days and in the programmings of God, you cannot take Israel out of God's agenda. Because they started it and so if the ends of the age are coming, we have to be particular with all the dealings that goes on in and around Israel. Somebody shout glory. So God chose Israel and uh, he started this movement. 
He made a covenant with their fathers. He showed them ways of life. He gave them laws. He shows them how they are supposed to live their life. As a matter of fact, God wanted them to be a peculiar treasure unto himself. And so, no, uh, Israel did not have a king like the others. Israel, their way of life was different from the others. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So, God made a covenant with Abraham. And ladies and gentlemen, this covenant is the world's number one dispute today. This, this covenant God made with Abraham is the world's number one dispute today. Now, understand that after God formed Israel, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph was sold into slavery. Are you following? Understand that the study of eschatology comes with about three or four presentations. We have historical presentation, we have theological presentation, we have prophetic inter uh, presentation. Now, this study is more historical. Are you here with me? Follow me. Are you here? All right. So, they went into Egypt through Joseph. Now, whilst they were in Egypt, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us that another Pharaoh came who did not know Joseph, who refused to acknowledge the history of Joseph, the impact Joseph had in, in, uh, in Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. He refused to acknowledge it. And the Bible says that through that, they started, I mean, they started doing so many evil things to the people of Israel. And so they ended up in slavery. Hallelujah. Amen. And they were in slavery for 400 years, 430 years, and God sent Moses to deliver them. Hallelujah. Amen. Now understand that Joshua, Moses delivered the people, but Moses could not take them to the promised land. Now Joshua takes the people to the promised land around 1400 B.C. Around 1400 B.C. BC. That was when they were able to enter the promised land. Now right from that time, the kingdom of Israel started getting established. Where, uh, whereby God appointed judges unto them, I mean, who ruled over them. Now a time came when they said that we don't want judges again. We want to have kings like the other nations have kings. And that was the beginning of the downfall of the nation of Israel. Mm. Why? Because that is not their destiny. Okay. That was not their destiny. That was not how they are supposed to live their life. But they said to Samuel, who is the largest, that enough of this system. We are tired of this system. Why can't we run a system like the way the world is running their own system? So they cried unto Samuel and said, give us a king to rule over us. God is our king. We cannot see him. God is our king. We, we receive instruction from him, but we want a physical king like a human being. And so Samuel went to God and spoke to God that, God, this is what your children are saying. And Samuel said, God said to Samuel, Samuel, take hold your peace. They have not just rejected you, but they have rejected me. The day the people of Israel rejected God, that was the day Israel entered into apostasy. Somebody shall glory. Glory. So from that time, Saul became the first king. And when Saul became the first king, Ladies and gentlemen, Saul disobeyed God. He was rejected. And God, out of his sovereignty, gave them David. Say David. David. So when David took over, David became the king of Israel. And ladies and gentlemen, David was a unique king. Why? Because he was appointed by God himself. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when David took over, 
God made a promise unto David. And the promise God gave unto David was that he will establish his throne forever. And that was a typology of the coming Messiah. He will establish his throne forever. And by so doing, God promised him that, listen, there is no way that your son will not occupy the throne. I will ensure that your son will occupy the throne. Now let's go to 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 5. Are you following tonight? Yes. Somebody shall glory. glory. Now if you get all these things and you follow these things, you understand the Bible very well. Hallelujah. Go ahead. 1 Kings chapter 9. Verse 5. Uh -huh. Verse 5. Go ahead. Then I will establish thy throne of thy kingdom upon Israel from forever. He said, I will establish your throne upon Israel forever. Now, this is God speaking to Solomon. Go ahead. As I have promised to David, thy father. He said that this is a promise that I made to David, your father. Uh -huh. Saying, that shall not fail, that shall not fail thee uh -huh. a man unto thy throne of Israel. He said that there is not, it's not going to happen that there will not be a man of your seed that will sit on the throne of Israel. So we see God making this promise to David. Now King David, when he took over, he moved Israel's capital from Hebron to Jerusalem. He moved the capital of Israel from Hebron to Jerusalem. And at that time, it was also known as the city of David. How many of you have seen the city of David in the Bible? That is also Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. And it was David that built that city. Amen. Now, when Solomon took over, before David would die, he desired to build God a temple in Jerusalem. But God spoke to him and said, my son, I am pleased by your decision. And God gave him so many promises, um, telling him that since he delivered his people from captivity, nobody has even desired to build him his house. They have all built their own houses, and he, God, is dwelling among tents. And yet, it pleased him so much, but David, you are not the one appointed to do so. Your son Solomon will do so. So Solomon built the first temple in 968 B.C. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, after Solomon's reign, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most unfortunate things happened in Israel. One of the most unfortunate things happened in Israel. Understand that Israel is the watch clock of God. Somebody say Israel. Israel. Is the watch clock of God. Is the watch clock of so God. So God's agenda unveils by their way of life. By their way of life that determines the next agenda of God. Am I talking to somebody here? Yes. So just as they said, we don't want any king again, God said, okay, he shifted his agenda. Hallelujah. Amen. He shifted the agenda and then they, he allowed them to have king. So anytime there is changes in Israel, ladies and gentlemen, God alters his plan. That is why in these last days, you cannot forgo Israel. Amen. That is why nations have risen against Israel. Israel is still standing. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So there was a great division. There was a great division. Now go to 1 Kings chapter, sorry, go to, um, help me Lord, go to 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 1 to 6. We are going to read a long passage of scripture. Now hear me, let me say this before we, we, we confirm it from the now. King Solomon had a servant called Jeroboam. Say Jeroboam. Jeroboam. Now Jeroboam was a servant to King Solomon. He was a faithful servant to King Solomon. Now, one day, King Solomon sent Jeroboam on an errand. Now, when Jeroboam was on an errand, ladies and gentlemen, he was putting on a new garment. 
and then he met a prophet by name Ahijah. Now, prophet Ahijah meets Jeroboam and he took off his garment and turned it into pieces and gave Jeroboam ten. He tore it into twelve pieces and gave Jeroboam ten of them and then he prophesied and says, Thus saith the Lord, the kingdoms shall be rent into twelve pieces and you will have rulership over ten tribes. Hallelujah. Now, so by this, by this prophecy, it foretells that the kingdom of Israel, which David built, has now been distorted. Are you following? Yes. It has been distorted. Why? Because of the lifestyle of Solomon. Now, before David died, in 1 Chronicles chapter 9, Bible says that God spoke to Solomon and said, Thou Solomon, my son, know the God of thy father and serve him with a willing heart and a with a willing mind and a perfect heart. He said, For if you serve him well, he'll be found of him. He'll be found of you. But if you reject him, he will reject you forever. Now Solomon forgot about all this counsel. And ladies and gentlemen, Solomon did evil in the sight of God by going for so many women. Now, first Kings chapter eleven, verse one. Are you following scripture tonight? Yes. Go ahead. So many people that think that whatever Solomon did had no implication. I am telling you, whatever Solomon did brought so many implications, so much that the kingdom that David had was torn into two. And only two, two tribes fell onto the sons of David. Where in the plan and the agenda of God, they were supposed to have rulership over all the twelve. Go ahead, read them. But King Solomon loved many strange women. So King Solomon loved many strange women. Uh -huh. Together with the daughters of Pharaoh. Go ahead. Daughter, even the daughter of Pharaoh. Who is who? Solomon will come after you. The women of the Moabites. The women of Moabites. Ammonites. Ammonites. Edomites. Edomites. Sidonians. Messenger. Go ahead. And Hittites. And Hittites. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto even the Even of the nations that the Lord has clearly said to them that, hey, you should not have anything to do with them or you should not even touch their women. Go ahead. Ye shall not go into them. Uh -huh. Neither shall they come in unto you. Go ahead. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. They will turn away your heart after their God. And you see, many people today are living like in Solomon. Mm. Go ahead. I don't have time to go there. Solomon clipped unto this, unto this in love. Uh -huh. And he had 700 wives. Go ahead. Princesses and 300 concubines. Go ahead. And his wives turned away his heart. And his wife turned away his heart. Go ahead. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. When Solomon was old, uh -huh. that his wives turned away his heart after their gods. And they turned their heart, his heart after their, their gods. gods. Go ahead. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God. And his heart was not perfect. When David, his father, has advised him that serve the Lord with, his per with a perfect heart, Solomon's heart was not perfect. Why? Because he went after women. I pray for you that nothing will become a stumbling block. Amen. Nothing will become a stumbling block to you. Amen. Listen, gentlemen. So God, when you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you will see Solomon, I mean, talking about his life. I have talked about that here before. Where he spoke about how he explored science, explored all kinds of things, and explored love with all kinds of women, and came to the conclusion that the conclusion of the matter is for us to Lord, to fear God and to what? Obey his commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. Solomon came to the place of repentance. But let me tell you, church, it altered the agenda of God. Sometimes eh, your sins can be forgiven, but I'm telling you, you may not have the privileges that God has prepared for you. Mercy. Never forget this. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shall glory. 
Okay, so let's go to First Kings eleven twenty six to forty. Are you following? Are you enjoying the class? Somebody shout glory. glory. Now go ahead, go ahead. Uh -huh. And Jeroboam the son of Nebat, uh -huh. and Ephrathite of Ziradai, Solomon's, Solomon's servant, uh -huh. whose mother's name was Zeruha, uh -huh. a widow, a widow woman. Uh -huh. Even he left up, he lifted up his hands against the king. And his okay, verse twenty-seven. And this was the cause that he lifted up his hand against the king Solomon. As in the king, Solomon built Milo and repaired the breaches of the city of David, his father. You can continue, verse 28. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. He was a mighty man of valor. Go ahead. And Solomon, seeing the young man that he was industrious, uh -huh. he made him ruler over all the charges of the house of Joseph. So he made him ruler because he saw that this guy, when he looked at him, he knew that this guy carries destiny. Go ahead. And it came to pass that, and it came to pass that. At that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, when he went out to Jerusalem, go ahead. that the prophet, that the prophet Ahijah, Ahijah uh -huh. the Shilonite, Shilonite found uh -huh. him in, in the, the way, way. Uh -huh. and he had clad himself with a new garment. So Jeroboam put on a new garment. Go ahead. And 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 they too, and they too were alone in the field. So they were alone in the field. Thirty. And Ahijah bought a new garment. That was on him and rent it in 12 pieces. 31, go ahead. And, and he said, said unto Jeroboam, go ahead. take thee 10 pieces. So he tore the garment from, he took off the new garment he was wearing and turned them into 12 pieces and said, take 10 pieces. Go ahead. For thou seest the Lord. He said, for thou seest the Lord. The God of Israel. The God of Israel. Behold. Behold. I will rent the kingdom out of thy hand go of ahead. Solomon. I will rent the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon. And uh -huh. will give Ten tribes to thee. I will give ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake. But he will have one tribe for David, my father's sake. David, your, uh, my servant's sake. David, my servant's sake. That is why in life uh, you need to connect with men of covenant. Amen. Are you here with me? Amen. You need to connect with men of covenant. Amen. When you connect with a man of covenant, ladies and gentlemen, all things being equal... God will always show, find some way somehow to show you mercy. Amen. So the kingdom, in fact, 12 could have, should have gone to Jeroboam. Are you here with me? Because at that time as a servant, he was faithful. So 12 could have gone to him, but ladies and gentlemen, because of the covenant David had with God, God said, no, I'll give you 10 and I'll reserve 12. So only the, though they have rulership over one, but only one will fall onto them. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. And for Jerusalem's sake. And because of Jerusalem. Say for Jerusalem's sake. For Jerusalem's sake. Go ahead. And the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Uh -huh. Because that they have forsaken me. Because they have forsaken me. Because they have what? Forsaken me. They have forsaken me. And who led them to forsake God? Who led them to forsake God? Somebody. Sol Solomon. Uh -huh. because of the strange women he went for. Go ahead. Go ahead. And have worshipped Ashtoreth, the uh -huh. goddess of Sidonites. So when people say that, Solomon married seven hundred, so I can marry more than one. They don't know what they are. They don't know their Bible. If you try what Solomon tried, you will die. He was sustained because of a covenant. You what covenant do you have? You what covenant do you have? Are you here with me? Go ahead, go ahead. 
Are you the there? goddess of the the goddess of the Zidonites. Uh -huh. Which verse are you? I'm at verse uh, 33. Verse 30. So yes. because they have forsaken me and have worshipped Astaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, mm -hmm. Chemos, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in my eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgment, as did David his father. So look at how he said, as did David who? His father. As did David. So just, just God spoke about the father. They have neglected his ways, but now he narrows it down to Solomon. And he said, as David, he did not do it as David his father. father. Hallelujah. Amen. How be it, I will not take, I will, how be it, I will not take whole, the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake, whom I chose because he kept my commandment and my status. Ladies and gentlemen, you will never know the kind of blessing you will activate for your generation just by pleasing God. Amen. That is why you don't have to look at anybody before you serve God. Oh. I'm not talking to somebody here. Yes. I'm telling you, you don't have to look at, you don't need to motivate anybody to serve God. Like as you are in church like this, church, there are many people who can come to church and they are not in church. Some are serving God anyhow. But let me tell you, church, it has been proven, like David said, I've been young and I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is he begging bread. I pray for you that God will give you grace, Amen. that you'll be fine pleasing in his sight. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. All right. So that was what happened. So now, when Solomon, Solomon gets, if you root down to verse 40, you understand that Solomon came to find out about the prophecy. When he got to know about the prophecy from Ahita, he decided to go after Jeroboam. The Bible said Jeroboam had to run away and hid himself in Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. So when he was in Egypt, then he got information that Solomon is dead. And now Rehoboam, his son, has, rebuilt, has resumed sin. So Jeroboam now came back. And now when he was coming, he was not coming alone. He was not a big man. There are servants under him. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jeroboam came back, and when he came back, he went to Rehoboam and said, Rehoboam, listen, your father Solomon did not spare us. We paid heavy taxes. Remember, Jeroboam was not a, a Jew. Are you here with me? Yes. He was a servant. They were in captivity, and they were paying tribute. Those days, if you're in captivity, you pay tax or tribute to them. I mean, those who are your slave masters. Are you here with me? Yeah. So they said that he has not spared us. We pay heavy duty. So, reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rehoboam went to consult the elders of the land. And the elders said, brother, what this young man is saying, when we look at the way he's energetic now, and the force that he carried, you have to listen to him. The Bible said, Rehoboam neglected the counsel of the elders and went for the counsel of young men of his age. And he asked the same question, what should we do? And the Bible said, they said to him, if your father did not spare him, tell him you are not going to spare him. As a matter of fact, you will even add more wahala to their own wahala. Amen. The Bible said, the, the people rejected, they rose up and rejected Rehoboam. And they joined forces with Jeroboam. And then they chased Rehoboam. He had to run away. Hallelujah. Amen. And they said, we don't have a portion with David again. Mm. It is interesting that always they remember David. Mm. I pray that your name will be in the book of remembrance. Amen. Now, first Kings chapter 12, verse 1 to 16. All these things I've said, you'll find them there. Let's go there. 
you are doing history, so you have to learn so that some of you, you hear some of these things, but you don't know what they are. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. First, first Kings 12, verse 1. Okay, let's go. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all, of, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebot, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of the king Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. That they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came, and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore make thou the, grie make thou the grievous service of thy father, and his heavy yoke which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart, yet three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And the king Jeroboam consulted the old man that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, how do you advise that I may answer this people? Verse 7. And they spoke unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto, his, of, unto these people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. So this was the counsel that they gave to him, the, elders, the old men gave to him. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, verse 8, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, what counsel give you that give ye that we may answer these people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter? Ten. And the young men that were grown up and with, with him spake unto him, say, unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto these people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavier, but make thou it lighter unto us, that thou shalt say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a serious matter. Very serious. And now, whereas my father did lead you with